Hello and welcome to For the Quantum Grammar Shoot podcast. I'm your host, colon Jason hyphen Matthew colon Glass, and I'm speaking with you using colloquial plain simple English for the ease of the communication. There's a bracket at the beginning of the podcast and a bracket at the end. The subject matter of this podcast deals with my personal stories with regards to the technology known as correct sentence structure communication parse syntax grammar i.e. quantum grammar. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you find value in it. Thank you very much for listening. Sometimes in my videos or in my podcasts, you'll hear me talk about something called a trust count. Well, what is a trust count? The way that I navigate with contract is that if I'm going to contract with someone, number one, of course, they have to be in compliance with the terms and conditions of my vessel. That's just the way contract works. Contract is by consent. So I have to consent for another vessel party to come aboard my vessel. And then they have to honor and respect my terms and conditions. If they can meet those criteria, then we can establish a venue for contracting, and then we can start to build a trust count. What a trust count is, is just performing on claims made. That's it. It's that simple. So to put it in a personal perspective, just to show you, I have my, my email addresses out in the public for anyone that wants to come in who has grammar questions or wishes to inquire about the confidential grammar workshops that I provide to those who qualify. And that's all in the confidential. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to outline the procedure for that. And it's basically the same procedure as establishing a trust account. So the other vessel party would email me. They're basically requesting to board my vessel. I email them back in correct sentence structure, translated into plain English because I don't want to be misunderstood. And I know the majority of people out there are not familiar with correct sentence structure. And I have first-hand knowledge of this and I'm a witness to this in the over two and a half years I've been teaching this. So I write back to them and I offer them I, show, I tell them my terms and conditions, position of peace and neutrality, performance of the balance of the honor and the grace, maintenance of the rule one, rule equal. I do not contract with any warlike parties or combative parties or warriors or anything to do with war, authoritarianism, anything like that. Don't contract with them. So I let them know that. I also let them know that they have to give a correct name performance because they know who I am. I just ask them, please, you know, return the favor and I offer a confidential brief 10 to 15 minute video consultation and by doing that I'm placing the communication on a geometric level playing field of contract it is critical that we see each other and we hear each other and can see what's going on with the volition in both vessels so at that point 
if they want to contract with me, if they want to continue to board my vessel, then they would follow and comply with that step of saying, yes, yes, please schedule a consultation. So then I write back to them with a schedule possibility. I give a specific now space location. And then they, of course, would reply back, okay, that's good, or no, I can't make it that day, can we do another one? In which case, I would do my best to accommodate them. Bottom line, we both agree on a now space location to perform a video consultation. When it comes time for that video consultation, a little bit before the, the now space location time, the scheduled time, I'll send out the confidential Zoom link to the other party. So then they'll be able to board my vessel in a timely fashion in the Zoom meeting room, and then we can have our consultation. Now, if the contract party does not show up, if the contract party does not respond, or they, they just, I guess what the kids say today, they, they ghost me, that is a violation of my terms and conditions. That is them giving a void performance, which is actually part of the whole vetting con uh, process, because if a contract party cannot keep the terms and conditions of participating in a consultation at a scheduled time that they agreed to, then how are they going to be able to use a precise, specific grammar like quantum grammar technology? How are they going to be able to use something like that if they can't keep a simple appointment or have the consideration to tell me, hey, this, this, and this happened. Sorry, can't make it. I myself have missed appointments. I have been late, so on and so forth. I, you know, I've made claims that I couldn't perform on. The difference is I say I'm sorry. I immediately come forward, contact the other contract party and say, this happened. I'm very sorry. Please accept my apology. Or, you know, if there's some misunderstanding, I'm always like, hey, how can we make this right? How, how can we stop and how can I stop and correct this? So on and so forth. Anyone who's contracted with me, I think, would tell you the same thing about me. That's how you maintain the geometric level playing field and how you remain in the honor and the grace. If there's a void performance, you try to make it right any way that is possible for you to make it right without causing harm, you know, to a certain extent. That's how it works. So that's how I vet people, how I vet people that I choose to have trust counts with. Those people who no call, no show, um, well, we don't have a trust count and there's definitely not people that I'm going to contract with, which they've done it themselves. I've had some pretty interesting situations over the past few years with certain members of a specific sector of the 
I guess what they call the quantum community used to be called some kind of club, but now they use a different name, whatever they're called. And uh, some several different members of that sector who have tried to board my vessel yet violated my terms and conditions. And this brings me back to when I first started contracting and I got into the quantum grammar and I was in the public in February of 2018, these specific people from this specific sector would, you know, every so often send me an email, a different member at different times, trying to contract with me. Coming in under a presumption that, number one, because they allegedly had more knowledge than me, they had some sort of authority over me. And number two, they would speak to me in such a way that as if I was subservient to them and that they, their authority came from some, not from themselves, but from someone else who they placed above them, who they gave authority to them. They assume authority over me which at the time, psychologically, I didn't really understand that. I didn't comprehend that. Because I come from an authoritarian, militaristic school system where, oh, well, this person acts a certain way or this person has a certain title. You just give them the respect and without question. Well, guess what? That's a violation of the rule one, rule equal. That's a violation of, that is not a geometric level playing field of contract. That's not the correct way to contract with the correct volition. That is what the fiction system does. The fiction system comes in all blustery, assumptive, presumptive, assuming they have a contract with you, assuming that they have authority over you. At every turn, you will see this in a court system. You will see this in letters from tax entities, from banking entities. They, you will see this. It's an assumptive, presumptive situation. And I got the same thing from the people from this sector of the, whatever you want to call it, community. And I'm very humbled and thankful for these experiences with them. Because without those experiences, I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have now of contracts and trust counts and how valuable those things are in building a foundation between contract parties. To move on with uh, the process of contracting and the trust count, so say I get a contract party that a vessel who does comply with my terms and conditions, they do keep the appointment on time, and we do have the video consultation. We're now on the geometric level playing field of contract, I see them, they see me, I can see their reactions, they can see mine. And I will share with you here why this vetting process is so critical and so potent. It's because I have only had two instances in over two and a half years of doing this. I've only had two instances where the other party was sort of shifty, shady, and had a malicious intent. And I can certify that because I have the emails to prove it on file. 
But these, that is the whole reason for getting to that video consultation. So that I can see whether or not I want to establish any kind of trust count with this person. So if that is established and they decide they want to do a confidential workshop with me. Then I provide the steps that they would follow to do that. They would either agree or not agree. They would either consent or say, no, I'm not interested because all contractors buy all Correct contract is by consent. Anything else is coercion. And that's how the fiction system operates, through coercion. That's not the way I navigate. I don't assume authority over anyone. I don't put myself above anyone or below anyone. It's all on a geometric level playing field of contract. That's what correct sentence structure, communication, parsing, syntax, grammar is about as far as contracting goes. Making sure everything is on that geometric level playing field. So then, this is established. And if they move forward with the workshop, then they move forward with the workshop. And we perform those transshipments of value and knowledge back and forth. It's rule one, rule equal. Now, a certain kind of trust count has been established with this person now they're learning about it and that is how a foundation is built it doesn't come through assumption and presumption it comes through performance someone can sit on a video and talk all day about things that they've done things that they're gonna do things that are coming but what are they doing right now in this now space are they performing or are they just performing the function of words coming out of their mouth with no weight no solidity no performance because that's the way presumptive contract works it's just lip service Also, what I've found in the past, just to throw one more little negative thing in here. When I have contracted with people just giving trust away without having built a foundation or a trust count, it usually turns out that I lose something. And I lose more than I went in with. And it ends up hurting me in some way. That's why I don't do that anymore. So to get back to the trust count... After that workshop is performed with the other contract party, now a deposit has been made into the trust count. I've depo there's been a deposit by both of us into the trust count. Now there's value in there. And if the person, the contract party, decides to keep contracting with me, then we build a, a relationship and more deposits are made, more value is put into the trust count. Whatever that may be, through sharing knowledge, sharing values, sharing whatever it is because that's banking whatever one deems is valuable or holds valuable that's banking because we're bankers and we are the judges of what is valuable and goes into that banking and the more deposits are made the more trust is established the stronger the foundation the better the contracts 
the stronger the performance is, the stronger the ties. And it's a wonderful thing when you can trust another creature and have no doubt in your mind that they're going to perform. Whether, to be blunt about it, whether you, you piss each other off or not, both parties will perform. That's honor. That's grace. In other words, I don't have to like you to contract with you. I just have to see and witness that I can trust you. That there's a trust count. That you are willing to put forth a value that you're willing to lose if it all goes awry. Same here. We put it in there. Now there's a trust. I don't have to like you. You don't have to like me. Although I find 9.9 times out of 10 when a trust count is established, of course I like the other contract party. Of course there's a it's established out of kindness and out of love, and that's where trust comes from. However, it can work the other way too. You know, you don't have to like someone to trust them. It's just are they with the honor and grace? And if they're with the performances of what they say they're gonna do, then yes, it's there. They're in compliance. All right, I hope this was helpful to all you out there sharing this uh, personal stories with you. Again, these are all personal stories, opinions for educational and entertainment purposes only. Have a great day.